Hello and happy episode three, everybody. Today's guest is Dan Ryu, super talented designer. I've known the guy for a number of years and uh, he's a super busy guy. So I'm glad he had some time in his day to chat with me and share parts of his story that uh, we never had a chance to talk about before. So it's cool hearing that. Um, there's a little bit of background noise in the interview uh, because like I said, he's a busy guy. He fit me in, he postponed his lunch for us. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I did uh, conducting it. So let's go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Thank you, everybody, for joining and listening in. Uh, today, I am chatting with Dan Ryu, who is the design director with Crew Marketing Partners in Surrey, British Columbia here. Dan, how are you? I'm good, man. Um, just over lunch right now, so uh, getting hungry, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. Ooh, what's on the menu? You know what? I have a, just a traditional Korean beef um, with with rice today so i'm like i'm, I'm gonna get a carb overload with rice so <laughs> it's gonna be good a little afternoon nap i love it that's right exactly <laughs> awesome well dan i know you well but uh, briefly tell the listeners about yourself cool um grew up in winnipeg i was born in winnipeg and um and then shortly after that um lived in la for about five six years mm-hmm. Um, which was fun. I have some good and bad memories. Um, and then ever since then, um, after that, it was Surrey, British Columbia. So Surrey Langley. And so I've been in uh, this part uh, for over 25 years or so. And um, it's, yeah, I, love, I love Vancouver. Uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful place. Um, I've always went to an art school. Uh, so after uh, during high school, uh, I actually went to Langley Fine Arts, um, which is uh, Fort Langley, and um, loved just doing arts. So it was all about visual art, fine art, painting, sketching, um, illustrations, that kind of thing, and also majored in music. So it was a, it was a combination of music and art, and um, graduated from there um, and went to Capilano and um, studied the IDEA program. Um, really intensive program out there mm-hmm. and um yeah that's kind of the story for, for me in terms of schooling and, and background and um anything else is that, is that feeling yeah no that's great and you're married now and you have one yes. child and another one on the way that's right it's funny enough today is uh, baby number two's due date so it really is, yeah. So, so if you've got a cut and dash, man, you just do your thing. That's right. I'll let you know if baby's coming. Uh, <laughs> but we've got, yeah, like a two-year-old son, uh, Lucas. I've uh, been married for five years. Um, and, and baby number two on the way. Another son. So two, two baby boys coming. So Cool. That's great, man. Congratulations. Thank you. So speaking of children, I want to dive into your childhood. And what was that like? Do you feel like you had... 
a creative childhood and did that lead you down the creative path? Absolutely. Um, ever since I can remember, I've always drawn stuff, um, always looked for a kind of pencil and, and paper to just sketch and, and just do random doodles and stuff. Uh, so that was always part of my, my childhood. Um, and I love to explore nature. So it's all about getting outside, um, you know, playing water and lakes and, and rivers. Um, and so um, really fascinated with animals and, and just kind of nature itself. And so always trying, I um, started with like dinosaurs and, and, and animals and things like that. So, um, and yeah, so definitely. And I still remember a story where um, my grandfather, um, who's, um, you know, he's passed away now, but he had, he always used to draw these like drawings of animals for me and when I was a kid. And I just was like, oh man, that's so cool. My grandpa's so cool. And so it was definitely something that, um, that fascinated me, fascinated me uh, since childhood. That's cool. Do you still have any of his drawings? Uh, you know what? I wish I did. Um, it was literally him um, just like, you know, he was a pastor. And so um, he was, in, you know, he was always in his room kind of quietly working and I would just come up to him and, and say, can you draw something for me? And he would just take out a piece of paper, pencil, do like a like one line kind of style of like yeah. lion. And he would just give it to me and I would just take it away and try to copy it. You know? And so I don't have anything, but it was uh, it was something that I definitely uh, looked up to. You got the memories there for sure then. Absolutely. So take us back then to when you first started noticing good design. What did you start seeing? Um... It's funny because um, even getting into design, um, after high school, you know, that grade 12 crunch, it's like, hey, what are you going to do after school? Where, where do you want to apply? And I had no idea what design was and, um, and, the, and really like what it meant. And it was actually my high school teacher, my art teachers who said, hey, Dan, I think you've got an eye for design. And for graphic design, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so she, you know, she pointed me towards Cap, Cap College at the time and got accepted to Cap over Emily Carr, um, thank God. And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, visual art is, you know, bad or anything like that. It's just um, this definitely led me to where I am now. So, um, yeah, and I got accepted and sitting in the room first day and talking about computers and, and you know, working on logos, and, and I was like, uh, like, this doesn't, I don't know what I'm doing here, and I had no idea, still, even after getting accepted, what it was, um, so it was a totally new world for me, um, but when I started getting immersed in visual language, branding, um, the importance of design, I think when I first started to see what good design was, it was actually just the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, in school, and I was getting really inspired with um, obviously the instructors, but it was just like the students, the colleagues that I was with, really creative, really pushing the boundaries, and, and, and started, starting to see, oh, okay, like this, so much more to it than just um, and just slapping stuff together on a piece of paper. Uh, it's actually quite, you know, really critical thinking has is involved. Um, so it was just people around me. I really started to um, open my eyes to um, good design. Mm-hmm. So then what is something that you wish you knew when you first started out with design? 
Um, I think it's funny because if you first start to think design, oh, it's like this creative process. Like it's, it's like this, like, you know, it's all about ideas and, and, and exploring. It's like, those are good. Those are true. But I think, um, there has to be a, the process around it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just doing something because you think it's cool. Um, but you know, why are you doing it? What's the purpose of, of, of your project or, or the design? Um, so I wish that was instilled in me earlier and um, for me to know and understand the philosophy in that. Um, because I think at first it was always just about making it look good, making it look cool, mm-hmm. um, you know, just standing out because I wanted it to look different. You know, like that's not enough. So I think that's something that I wish I knew at the very beginning. Ah, great answer. So when you're really getting started and you're staring at that blank screen, you're about to get started on a project or the, the blank page, um, how do you get started? What, how do you get the ball rolling with your designs? Um, well, even before I could just get started, I think it's, it's, it's um, imperative to start with a strategy. Um, because, you know, I think designers now, um, sometimes they're just handed certain information and they just start. Um, but I think it's, it's imperative to know and be immersed in the strategy Mm -hmm. around, well, who are we speaking to? What's the need? Um, um, you know, what's important to our audience, what makes them tick. And so that should drive the strategy should drive how you even start the process of creative. And so that's something that I, I love to um, um, really uh, really know and, and follow and, and, and adhere to. Um, and that's exactly what I do with the design team here is like before you even get started, well, why don't we take a look at those key things? What's the need? What's the audience? What's important to them? Um, those kinds of things, those key questions to start. Um, and it really is just starting with the ideas, not not design solutions and, and the details per se, but it's all about just ideas, drawing them out, writing words out, very, very high level, um, and then we refine from there. Nice. I like that. I like that answer. Cool. So what has been the most influential design of your life so far? Either something you've seen, something that you've been a part of or designed yourself? Hmm. Um, I don't think I have one or two clear examples of the most influential design. Um, I think for me it's anything that as soon as you look at the piece um, it's not just man that looks cool but it's this aha moment of, well, that is smart, or wow, that's clever, or oh man, like I, I wish I thought of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's for me, like those moments when you can do that with creative, with design, um, that's when I think you've won, and, um, and those moments come off, should come often versus just once or 
you know, you know that kind of thing. So I think that's something that I I love experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. I've actually had that experience where I believe it was a package that I picked. I don't even remember where this was, but a um, it was a package toy or something around Christmas time, where I picked it up off the shelf and there was something about it that was just like, that's so clever. And mm-hmm. I used that exact word, like really well thought out, really well done. And I felt that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Those so are the best moments. moments. I know exactly what you're talking about there. So what type of design would you say is your favorite? Do you like getting in there with packaging, uh, brands, branding logos? Where do you like to fit? What's your sweet spot? I uh, love packaging, uh, any type of food packaging or something, anything that goes on shelf. Uh, absolutely, branding is something that we um, really do well um, and focus on at crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my personal, yeah, that's where personally I love packaging, um, logo, brand uh, development. So if you think from starting with the strategy, thinking it through, who we, we know what's the positioning in the market. And then rolling that out all the way to, you know, it, it banners, um, environmental design, website, print. Um, so it really is, um, yeah, that's, that's, that gets me excited. Very nice. So has social media changed the world of graphic design or the process of design? And do you think it's beneficial or harmful? Hmm. Social media in the context of, um, it, are you referring to like, you know, let's say you, you, you send it out to your network and say, Hey guys, what do you think? Is that, is that what you mean by it? It could be that, but probably more about the, you know, Instagram, for example, or if, you know, the social networks themselves, um, there's a lot of creative stuff out there. There's a lot of designers sharing their creative um, so do you think the advancement of that, those networks themselves, are, are, are beneficial or harmful? That's a good question. I think um, it's very interesting because it can be harmful, um, but it also can be very beneficial um, because we, we all know social media has completely changed the world. Uh-huh. Um and how, how people interact with it, how often, you know, we're interacting with it. Um, I think, I think it can be harmful in some ways. So one, one way I can, I can, one example is designer is, um, starting a new brand, let's say, um, thinking about the creative and thinking about the ideas, but rather than thinking and sketching and ideating, working and collaborating with people, thinking of original or fresh ideas, um, the first thing we do is maybe jump on social, jump on Instagram, jump on, you know, all these different platforms and, and, and just go, oh, I can make mine look kind of like that versus thinking of an original idea. So I think there's harmful things to it. I'm not saying that that's, those are wrong ways to work. Um, of course, you can be a source of inspiration, but um, that's, yeah, I just think about that. And then <clears throat> from a beneficial perspective, um, I love that you can reach audiences very quickly and and share ideas that are strong, fresh, and original. 
um, and impact people in ways that we normally wouldn't have been able to in the past. So um, I think it's just how you use it um, that could determine if it's uh, beneficial or harmful. So it's really about having the self-awareness to, uh, to sort of make sure you're using it uh, ethically, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. Absolutely. 100%. Perfect. So who is a designer or brand that you look up to closely uh, or follow closely and what is it about them that you like? I don't, I wouldn't say I have um, one or two that, you know, I just go, you know, they're the, they're the best or, you know, nothing they do is wrong or, um, so I love to really focus on the work versus one house or one agency or one studio or one person. Um, you know, there's, there's, there are a handful of design agencies that I love to follow. Um, Instrument is out in Portland. Um, they're a digital uh, agency. Love their work. Uh, really fresh, um, you know, working with big brands, you know, Google, Nike, that kind of thing, but really pushing um, the digital realm. Um even even locally here, we've got Toolbox, um, really great agency, St. Bernardine's, um, you know, Caro, and as well, I think I should talk Caro is, um, yeah, I think there was Caro here as well. So, um, you know, but also even um, out east, um, there's an agency called Concrete Design. Um, again, really just provocative, um, critical thought goes into their work. Um, and what I like about them, I think to answer that question, it is about that clever, smart, um, relevant, intuitive, um, that kind of work that inspires me. Perfect. So not just something that looks good, but the experience is there. There's just a little something extra thought out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So then how can design... Uh, make a difference in people's lives? Um, I think design is design is a, a very powerful tool and and I think we don't I'd say people really don't understand um, the capability or even the ability of that, of, of what design can really do. Um, design is found everywhere. Um, and what I love about the fact that, what I love about design is the fact that it can reach people and speak to people and even help, especially help people make decisions, how they purchase things, uh, what brands they follow, um, brands I start to believe in and be proud of um, and I love that about design you can create cultures um, these tribes based on how something looks, speaks and feels um, that's like that's like such a powerful thing and um, designs can definitely be embedded in that so um and, and hopefully, um, you know, with the design, especially at Crew, um, we, you know, we follow this, is that we, our vision is to be a global brand for good. And so 
and we partner with um, good entrepreneurs, not just any type of entrepreneur, um, not the type of entrepreneur that just wants money in the bank, but you know, entrepreneurs with good values, um, want, want good for the world, good for their um, communities and that kind of thing. So um, it's definitely who you work with too, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really powerful. So it's how you really use that um, to, uh, to, to do good. Yeah, that's a great answer. So take us to a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. And what was that like? Hmm. Oh man, there's just so much there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell a couple. So, um, there is when I first started actually as um, when I first started at Crew, uh, it was about eight and a half years ago. Um, it's a company that I did a logo for. Um, that was kind of my first project here, and um, just iteration after iteration after iteration, <clears throat> just could not could not land it. Uh, client was just not quite happy, and. Um, it's especially hard uh, when you get into a, a, new, a new position, a new role, and <clears throat> you think you got the chops, you think you can do it. And so it was very kind of humbling. Um, it, for me, set the pace for, uh, and, and just my perspective, um, to not think, Dan, you've got it, you got the answers all the time. Of course not, you know. And so it was very humbling. Um, and, um, Great experience. Love that. That was my first project. And then, um, so just then, on that, before you move on to the next one, yeah. um, <clears throat> during that process, so after iteration, after iteration, um, what do you feel was sort of the misstep in that? Or what was the, the missing component to bring you to that end result easier or faster? Mm. I'd say, I'd say, well, this is my personal, yeah, this is what I would think, and uh, maybe my creative director at the time would disagree, but um, I think as a designer, as a creative, if you're not constantly practicing, mm -hmm. uh, constantly honing in on, on your craft and your work and your skill and your talent, you're just, you're going to be light years behind. Um, and so that's what I felt. I think, um, you know, I had some freelance gigs, uh, worked at a few other kind of companies prior to crew, but there was a time, there was a lull where um, I was just kind of not working on my craft. And so when I landed here at crew, um, I felt maybe I just wasn't like quite, I'm not sure what the word is, but like I feel like I wasn't quite there in terms of mm -hmm. keeping fresh, keeping relevant. Um, so that really affected the outcome, I'd say. So needed to just get you know dust off a little bit and get back into the groove and you know go through a little bit of learning pain. Totally, absolutely. Gotcha. Sorry, what was the second story that you were going to share? Right. <clears throat> um, I think. I mean, this is not so much maybe around the design. 
uh, specifically around design, but it was around the process mm -hmm. and how important it is to communicate, uh, how important communication is um, when you're working with people. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a recent kind of job where um, uh, we, had a, we had a presentation with the client, went well, learned about the client and understood them and they, we, we had asked to do a couple jobs, which is great, we moved mm -hmm. on. Um, and then that client, that original client team, um, passed off the knowledge to the next one. Mm -hmm. So now we're moving on to a different kind of team, the execution team. But there was not a very good handoff happening. Mm -hmm. And so the second meeting was almost a repeat of the first one. So of course the client experience, it's like, well, didn't we just, didn't we do this already? Um, didn't we just do that in the first week? So uh, for me, um, and I was part of that, that second meeting. So I think for me it was how important it is to communicate with people. Um, you know, as, as creators, of course, we focus on the work and, and, and that kind of thing, but it's just as important to um, be able to communicate well and work with people, work with teams, um, probably one of the more important things when you're in this industry. That's an interesting point, you know, as a, as a designer, thinking of not only the creative process, the creative experience, and the end designs, but also the customer experience in that process. Yes, and I, I think that is something that, um, you know, designers need to remember is as much as, as much as it is important to create beautiful work, um, clever work, um, work that's going to, uh, you know, have people turn their heads, you know, two, three times. At the end of the day, the client is paying you. Yep. The client is, it's, it's, it's going to be their work and they have to be proud of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, you can't impose on them what you think is right, but it needs to be collaborative. It needs to be um, iterative, and and you need to have those that, the communication checkpoints with your client. And the experience has to be a positive one. It can't be like, oh man, like this this designer is really snobby or this designer is pretentious. It's just forcing me to do this, and I don't like it. Yeah. You know, so uh, absolutely, that is, is a huge part of being inside. I like that. I like good point. Uh, what is a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of? Hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a handful that, um, there's a handful that I just come to mind, but I think one that I would maybe share. Uh, we work with um, one of our clients, uh, Hardbite, Hardbite potato chips. Mm -hmm. um, amazing, amazing kale, kale chips. Um, and um, you know, Vancouver based, sorry, based. And um, they had a new uh, product that needed to be turned around. Um, and they came to us because the uh, wholesaler said, "This is your deadline. We need to have it." In store in a couple of weeks. <laughs> or we need, sorry, we need to have the final product um, um, sent to the printer in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that just kind of you know, we're just like, well, how do we how do we get this done? Um, 
and it's all about just being clever around using resources and um, acting uh, proactively. Although the ask was very reactive because they said we needed this done and now we have to figure it out. Um, but I think it's, you know, we, we had to engage the right people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right away getting communication out to uh, photographers to figure out, you know, the product on, on the bag. Um, you know, is there anything else we can, um, even in terms of the packaging bag, reaching out to the right vendor to figure out against sizing and specs and not trying to do it all on your own, but leveraging the team. So I think for me, that was exciting. We ended up getting it done on time, um, a couple of days ahead on time. And um, wholesaler is absolutely excited because we had to change the design slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the photographer lined up. Took, that, took the photo and client was involved in that. So it just felt like client also, hard by client was just very ecstatic about the fact that we had, were able to do it, but also do it in a way that they were comfortable. So it wasn't just, we have two weeks, let us get it done. Mm-hmm. You get what you get, but it felt still collaborative. And so that was a huge win. Um, and then, yeah, very proud of that, um, that process. That's a great story, and I actually loved seeing that rebrand uh, emerge on store shelves. Absolutely, that's great. Um, so, what's what's next in graphic design? What's out there being talked about? Do you see any emerging trends? Um, yes, I think trend-wise, maybe not a good one, but um, <laughs> that, and I'm seeing a lot of gradient style design, uh-huh. pops of color, um, so bright, almost uh, colors you would never, normally never see together, uh-huh. um, almost unnatural, but a lot of bright, vivid colors, um, also organic shapes, that's really starting to come in, so, you know, organic, abstract kind of blob, blobular shapes, again, using um, unfamiliar color palettes. So mm. trying to just push um, a little bit differently from what you would normally see. Um, fonts right now, I'd say from typography sense, um, really seeing all over the map, all of different styles starting to uh, push through the, the noise, which is exciting. Um, I think that's yeah, that's that's what comes to mind right now, at least. That's great, great feedback. I like that. I agree with you. The gradients in the color, definitely seeing that as well through the Instagram. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so, what's a piece of advice that you would offer to new design grads looking to get going, looking to make their mark in the industry? Hmm. Um. It's funny, um, I actually teach uh, a course out at University of Fraser Valley, mm-hmm. out, out in Abbotsford, and it's an evening course um, for the graphic design diploma program. Oh, that's great, I didn't know it's, that. Yeah, so it's been, it's been excellent, and uh, working with the students there, and you know, it's, it's amazing how much, uh, when you first start into the industry, and get into the industry and get into school, there's just so much knowledge you have to kind of sponge up and um, I think 
you know, we we kind of touched on it um, earlier uh, earlier on our conversation, but I think um, number one, I'd say design is not design is not about making something look better, uh-huh. um, and I think that's it's imperative when you see uh, a design solution that just did that as a, as a goal uh-huh. versus a design solution that had a strategy behind it, um, that had a bit more depth in terms of, um, you know, even speaking to a certain audience, what's the personality, what's the language. And, and it's very, very clear and evident to see the differences in between those two. <clears throat> um, I think, I can't, I can't remember where I saw it, but <clears throat> the piece of feedback was, um, maybe the well, grads that are younger than 30, but it says something like, you know, "Don't worry about money um, until you're until you're in your 30s." Mm-hmm. So I would say, really, just get as much experience in terms of different agencies. Um, um, of course, if you find a great one, um, you know, stay there. But if you can, just move around, see what's out there um, um, in terms of types of agencies, types of work. Um, and once you find that experience and get a variety of it, I personally would say specializing uh-huh. in one or two to really build that portfolio. Uh-huh. Um, so you can say, you know what, I have several years in packaging food, um, food brands. And that's something that you can leverage and, and grow and, and start to be um, um, focused on. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a believer in that. Um, I'm not saying that this is the right way to go, but it does help to uh, be positioned in that in that sense. So graduate, go up and get beaten up and eat up all the experience you can once you've got a good grasp on things and you've got some stories to tell and some scars to share. <laughs> and specialize. You really niche down and specialize in the kind of design that makes you happy, that makes you sing. Absolutely. Um, because you don't want to be, you know, if you don't love what you do, um, you're just, it's going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. And so um, find a place, obviously, or even freelancing, you know, really do what you love to do. Um, it's just, it's just a waste of time. If, if you're not so mm-hmm. yeah, that's great advice great advice Dan cool um, now what is one design product tool website or maybe even a community that you just cannot live without hmm. <clears throat> um, personally for me I, I need to be working with people mm-hmm. so uh, as a freelancer I just it just wasn't for me um, I needed to uh, be working alongside um, a team Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I love, um, I thrive in, and I'm also a believer that um, um, as you lead people, it's, it's you, you need to have people that are better than you at what you do. Mm-hmm. So that you know that's and so that for me is exciting that I you know you can build a team, and you know these people are just amazing. They're like rock stars and. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's something that I just would be a little about working with the team. Um, there's a handful of websites that I love to just check out. Um, I like Design Inspiration. 
it's a really popular one. Um, so you know, even you know, surprisingly, Pinterest um, it's been growing and getting much more savvy with like just really cool work. And, and it's a quick hit. You can get, you can really get quick stuff on there um, for inspiration or even you know, if you're looking for a certain style that you just can't um, explain. Um, and um, I mean, obviously, Adobe Creative, Creative Cloud is the Creative Suite. Um, love my InDesign, my Illustrator, my Photoshop. Uh, absolutely need them. Um, and um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's it for me. This is half or more. I just can't seem to remember right now. No, that's great. That's a lot of good pointers in you know the right direction of some great tools though. Cool. I like what you said. Uh, I liked what you said about you know wanting to work in a team and you know that is your community and always having um, somebody you know working with somebody more talented or smarter than you so that you can learn from that. That just goes back to that classic saying you know if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. That's great. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for your time. That's the end of my questions here. Um, I'm going to let you back to the ground. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Dave. That was, uh, that was great. Appreciate your time. No, thank you, man. Thank you for joining us. Cool. Thanks. All right. Just me again. Wanted to just jump on here and say a quick thanks for listening into episode three of the Quickie podcast. Thanks a lot and hope you enjoyed.